And welcome back into the Sporting Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us, as always, gracious host, me, myself, and I. And then, of course, having the ninth wonder of the world, the no belly button having ass, Travis. How are you What's doing the, today? I, I, I'm okay with being the ninth. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. the eighth? I want to know what the eighth wonder of the world is. Oh, that's me. Oh. My guy complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to be one better than you, obviously. Come on. Okay. Okay. Just, <laughs> you, you've called me the ninth wonder a few, like a few episodes, and we've never, I've never actually thought to ask what the eighth is because we've never specified that. Well, yeah, I just thought it was obvious. Come on now. And then Austin can be tenth if he ever makes it there. He's more like a monument, but not like a wonder of the world. You know what I mean? Like he's prominent. He's just not. You know, see where I'm going with that sly little diss. Hopefully, he listens to this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, he's gonna have to wait a few hours because he's in germany yes sir all right so do we want to get into that beautiful uh super bowl also happy belated valentine's day don't worry i'll hold you when no one else will james bradbury yeah that was why we didn't podcast on tuesday because uh <laughs> didn't realize it was valentine's day and i had to hang out with the loved ones and those things matter you know those things oh. kind of matter wow kinda. it must be nice to be in a relationship or something i wouldn't know <laughs> when, ah you better hope she's not an active listener she is she's, she's listening to me right now probably giving me the I can, I can feel her drilling the the, the eyes the daggers in the back of the head i, just, I love I just, it i just looked at her and she's she's giving me a little stare down uh, well you've earned it you've earned it you know what just like you've earned that um Patrick Mahomes has earned his second ring um, on his way to be Congrats. the GOAT, in my <sighs> opinion. Yeah, yeah, I say it right here. Um, he, he's got a great resume through five years, but like, just he still has to – just think about it. He still has to go to seven more Super Bowls and win five of them just to match Brady. That's For, for rings. But what about you know yardage completion, all that other good stuff? Because remember, Brady leads in yardage and touchdowns, right? So he's got a a long trail. But I don't see any other quarterback. Name another quarterback in the NFL right now that you would think would have a legitimate shot if they played the next twenty years, like Mahomes. Maybe Burrow, and that's it. It's maybe. Whereas I think Mahomes might be the only one. Just I mean. He put up over 5,000 yards, won himself an uh, MVP, got himself a Super Bowl. Super Bowl is always nice. Um, I loved Isaiah Pachinko. We were, you were definitely on that train early and often. 15 carries in the Super Bowl. That's a pretty big stage to get 15 carries and have 76 yards and a touchdown. So I think he proved himself. I don't think they're going to draft a running back. I think they let CEH walk um, or trade yes. him or cut him. Um <laughs> Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey show. He's still going to be around. Um, Their receivers, they need to they need to grab Enigma or they need to grab just one of these top guys. In my opinion, what do you think? Because mm. imagine if they had an elite. He threw for five thousand, having to spread the ball around between Juju, just watching Jeremy McKinnon, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, MBS. None of I've those been, are I've alpha. Been... I've been hearing DeAndre Hopkins to the Chiefs. I would love that. I I think that would, A, take off so much pressure from Travis Kelsey. It's going to be ridiculous. We're, we're talking about two elites like that. Now, one thing that I found surprising was on the other side of the ball, 
Jalen Hurts targeted Devontae Smith in the big game more than A.J. Brown. Only by one, but nine to eight. But we're seeing that a little more often. They like him as a solid two. I mean, he's the slim reaper. Seven catches, 100 yards. A.J. Brown, six for 96. And a touchdown, though. That's the important thing. But nine targets to eight targets. I don't think it's necessarily anything to look into and saying, like, oh, we should worry about A.J. I just think it should be, oh, opposing defenses need to watch out because... Is it now, the new? Who are you going to game plan for? Are you going to try to take away AJ? Because you're going to take away AJ. Smith's going to have a good game. If you're going to try to take away Smith, well, then AJ's going to have a good game. Pick your poison. Like, so <laughs> I was actually going to ask is this kind of like the new Jamar Chase T. Higgins? Yeah, I think so. And they might be better than Jamar Chase T. Higgins. Oh, oh, wow. Really? For one, these receivers can actually stay on the field. And for two, this was their first real year having a legit quarterback and they break out like crazy. We already knew that AJ Brown was good. We just hadn't seen him have an elite QB yet. And this was Hertz, his first season being elite Hertz didn't have this kind of hype coming in the that burrow did AJ Brown didn't have this kind of hype coming in that Jamar chase had. He kind of had the same, like he's a good receiver, good prospect like Higgins did. But I don't wow. know, I think, I, don't I, know, I just think, uh, I mean, everyone went nuts about Jamar Chase's seasons calling him the best receiver in the league after one year like that. And AJ, that, Brown, yeah, that and, and AJ Brown just put up a very similar, if not better season than that. So I agree. Now, would you be surprised that the total difference of targets between Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown is a whopping nine for the in, for the entire season. 136, 145. And both of them put up almost 1,200 yards and more. So Devontae Smith, 1196. A.J. Brown, 1496. Uh, 11 touchdowns for A.J., so he won there against the seven for Devontae. But Devontae actually had more catches by seven. He had 95. AJ only had 88. Um, so a little something. I, I like I, I think it's the Jamar Chase T. Higgins, but upgraded. I, I would Maybe not upgraded, but definitely faster. Because Devontae Smith and both AJ Brown are smoking T. Higgins in a race all day and tomorrow. And, you know, Jamar Chase can keep up, but... I, I like this duel. I'm excited for them to go back to the Super Bowl in two years. Not next year, but the year after. I'm calling it now. Then tr- uh, Jason Kelsey retires. I'm going to put that out there. Is that, is that your way of saying that the Lions are going to the Super Bowl next year? <laughs> um, you know what? With what they did at the second half of the season, I would put them at a dark horse right now, depending on how they draft. If they draft right. I mean, after the season ended, they had the 10th, they, the NFL released, well, not necessarily the NFL, but ESPN analysts released their top 10, like their odds of winning winning the Super Bowl next year, and the Lions were 10th, so they made the top 10 for that, which that alone, great respect. Just the fact that the Lions are getting respect finally at the national level is huge, and I think the hard knocks has a lot to do with that. Everyone's seeing Dan Campbell up close like that inside the locker room. Everyone's yes. believed into the hype. And you know what? I thought he was crazy at first for, uh, what was it, going to bite off their kneecaps? That was, 
<laughs> he came in hot, but he backed it up. I love it. I love the tenacity. I love the way they play. I think uh, it's going to go well for them uh, if they um, if they keep up with it. If they if they falter and get rid of him after you know one bad season, even if he's had two or three winning ones, then they're going to screw themselves like they did with uh, I can't think of the head coach, but he brought them to the playoffs. Um, Jim Caldwell. Caldwell. He had winning seasons. He just happened to be against, you know, a more prime Aaron Rodgers. Like it's hard to win a division when you're facing what some people is the goat. You know what I mean? Like that's not fair. So um, other than that, Chiefs take it home 38-35. Jalen Hurts did a lot of damage. 304 through the air, one touchdown. 70 yards on the ground, three more rushing touchdowns. So, like, he he tried the best he could. Um, honestly, that defense did not live up to the standard that we were used to seeing. Granted, they faced a very tough opponent in Mahomes, but they they just, especially against the run, did not live up to it because Mahomes didn't really all throw that much, 182 for three touchdowns, but Isaiah Pachinko going for five yards a pop. Patrick Mahomes going for seven yards a pop. Jarek McKinnon going for eight yards a pop. He probably he should have had a touchdown, but he went down on the one. That is a selfless guy right there. I love it. Sky Moore going for four a pop. Like if they did not contain that run, and the Chiefs played right into it. They at halftime they were down twenty four to fourteen. They they knew what they had to do. They knew the ground game was going to work. And you let off the Chiefs, rattle up another seventeen in the fourth. You're due. Here, do yeah, that is true. I still, even with the loss, I still think Jalen Hurts should have won MVP. <laughs> the opposing player, I, you know what? I don't disagree with you. Four total touchdowns. Uh, we're talking he had 370 almost, he all had, yards. He had one more touchdown and almost double the amount of total yards. Hell, he had the same amount of touchdowns as Patrick Mahomes did through the air, just on the ground. And as a QB, that's ridiculous. So. I mean, hell, who's almost the leading rusher in the entire game? Only lost to Isaiah Pachinko by six yards. So I I don't know. But not too many, like, costly mistakes uh, when it came to, like, interceptions or fumbles or anything like that. So, like, a very sound offensive game. That defense just let us down. They let the, you know, the Chiefs beat the Rocky curse. So, I mean, you said Eagles by 20, and I, I – flip from the chiefs which was the first podcast over to the eagles once i heard they messed with rocky i was like oh yeah yeah i'm taking the eagles so that curse is broken at least for mahomes now we have a couple other little things we want to mention here uh and that's going to be super bowl but also what comes with that is hall of fame uh inductions So I'm just going to read the names really quick, and then we can choose which ones we want to talk about. Ronda. Ronda. Ronda Barber. (laughs) Yes, Ronda Barber. uh, Darrell Revis, Joe Thompson, Zach Thompson, Demarcus Ware, Don Collery, Chuck Howell, Joe Coleco. Can't remember if that's how you pronounce that. And then Ken Riley. Um, Obviously, big names on there. Joe Thomas. Amazing offensive lineman. Demarcus Ware, amazing for the defense for many years. Jarrell Revis, 
you know, Revis Highland. Um, Most overrated corner ever. <laughs> I, I was going to mention something on that. Uh, Barber. I mean, was, I mean his, Rodney Barber is good, too. He had a good long career. I, mean, I loved I mean, it. Underrated. Talking, okay. Underrated. Darrell Revis's peak was arguably as good as any corner in the history of the game. I'll give him that. But his peak lasted for so little time. It's just hard for me to want to say that he deserved first ballot. I, that's, that's what my, I was, that's my problem with it. And that's what I was going to mention because Barber, this is his sixth time and he finally gets in on his sixth. He deserved it. He was part of that 2002 Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. He had a very impressive career, a thousand tackles, 40 interceptions plus um, one of the few people to have 40 plus interceptions and 25 sacks in an NFL career. Very hard to do something like that. Named to the 2000s All-Decade Team, was a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. Um, I just I think it took him a little too long to get in. I think he should have been in a little sooner. But congrats. You know, the guy on the list that needed to be in a lot sooner was Zach Thomas. He needed to be in a lot sooner. Now, if now that he's finally in, well-deserved, we need to start seeing London Fletcher getting in. That's actually what I was I was going to say. Um, Zach Thomas was only behind London Fletcher and Ray Lewis uh, for for tackles, right? Uh, I'm not sure where he sits on the all-time tackle list for, for linebackers. Let me check that, actually. I mean, it might be a little more now, but I know in the early 2000s, he, he was right there with them. So um, let's look. All-time tackle years. I mean, he had seven Pro Bowls, earning yep, five yep. all-teams. Okay, so, it was Lewis's first, London Fletcher is second all-time. Zach Thomas was fifth all-time. Derek Brooks okay. was third, and Donnie Edwards fourth. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I think, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, top five in tackles, and he only had a 12-year career. Think about that. Only Not as long years. as some of these other guys. Yeah, everyone else that's in front of him. Okay, Edwards played literally the exact same time amount of time 12 years in the same exact years 96 to 08 that's funny but <laughs> brooks played one more season 95 to 08 and then london fletcher played from 98 to 2013 so you know that's 15 seasons and then Ray lewis played 16 seasons from 96 to 2012 right so everyone, everyone in front of him outside of edwards played more than him which is impressive now while you're on that stat sheet tell me if i'm right or not but demarcus Ware's top 10 all time in sacks, still correct. In sacks, let's in see. sacks, he... I believe he is. Um, but he had an amazing career with the Broncos and Cowboys. Nine time All Time Pro Bowler, uh, four time First Team All Pro, uh, member of the All Decade Team. Um, drafted two thousand five with Dallas. Played there many years. Um, but he went over to Denver and Marcus won the Ware Super Bowl. Is thirteenth all time, thirteenth now. He, okay, so he had literally th- Michael Strahanth is tenth all time, and he had three more sacks. Oh wow! So he had one hundred and forty-one. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. That's the unofficial list. The official list. Okay, so unofficial since nineteen sixty, where they kind of didn't keep it people went back and like look watched all the game footage and kind of put it where it was the official leaders has demarcus Ware at ninth okay okay so the official list is ninth um and got the super yeah, bowl so, title yeah so jack youngblood and chris dolman 
or not Chris Norman, Jack Youngblood and Deacon Jones get removed from the list pretty much. Which is oh, okay. which is kind of blasphemous because we all know how good Deacon Jones and Jack Youngblood were. Well, uh, since we're gonna have people our age, some of them might not remember. We were obsessed with football. We went back and learned about things like Joe Kalinko. Um, they uh, a lot of people probably don't even know about him. I'm say Von uh, Miller is the, the Jets active, is the is the active sack leader, and he's 19th all time. And if he has just even five sacks next year, it'll move him up. But he needs okay. He needs to get to 132 and a half, so he would need nine sacks on the dot to be tied for 15th. Oh wow! And so, out of JJ Watt is 24th. That's crazy. Like Watt has literally missed. Like he played 11 seasons, and Watt probably has missed close to four, five seasons. Right. So imagine, like, imagine where he could put up half of those sacks in a three and a half year stretch. Like, yeah, dude, those 20 sack seasons. Oh no, no injuries, no setbacks. There's no doubt in my mind. He's greatest defender. He's he's at least top five in sacks. Oh yeah, easily. Um. Now, now you got me a little depressed because you know, eleven years he still could play, uh, but he's he's hanging up the cleats. Do you think he's the first time our first uh, first ballot or no? He has to be. You he won three defensive player of the year awards, and everyone like people like to forget how good everyone tries to say so that dumb, he's man. like no like Aaron like he was every bit as good as Aaron Donald. I'll say it every bit as good. If not that's, better, I was gonna say that's bold because I would call him better. Yes. Granted, Donald's on a great pace, great doing amazing. I mean, they do play different positions, but Watt played end, played defensive end, and Donald plays tackle inside. But now I'm curious about Donald. His Scott, Donald is art is definitely probably the best tackle ever, and Watt's probably top. He's 100 top five end ever. Okay. Would you put Dwight Franey top 10 or top five for an defensive end? end? <sighs> no. Maybe. No? Maybe. I don't know. That's close. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's so hard. That's a tough one. That's why I figured I'd throw There's him out so there. There's so many great defensive ends. And the one thing I want to – and and not, not very many other people on this list had the – luxury like Freeney had of playing with somebody else who's also you know Robert Mathis got a hundred career sacks so yeah so uh lucky loved my Colts during that time period uh Colts next year winning the Super Bowl I'm not calling it right now because it's not going to happen don't get your hopes up even if we get Bryce Young or uh CJ Stroud or whoever it doesn't matter we're not going anywhere so Colts fans don't get your hopes up you know what I can get my hopes up for though Travis what a three-point contest um <laughs> now only because one of my players is in there he plays for the boston celtics his name is jason titans uh-huh. i don't think well, Tatum wins it just because no, there's, a, there's a particular damian lillard participating but dame time and i was actually if when we were going to go down this list i was going to ask who do you think was going to win and then i was going to say dame time so tyrese halliburton tyler hero buddy healed sleeper by the way buddy healed sleeper uh, he's kevin sleeper as well yeah um kevin herder. yep kevin herder damian lillard uh laurie marketing 
Julius Randle, which I'm surprised he's on this list. And then he, Jason he, was, he just he's got added today. So, yeah, because Anthony Simons from the Blazers backed out. Yeah, but yeah, and that's what I'm I'm still surprised he was the increase. I mean, I mean Rand, Randall's shooting like 37 or 38 percent from three this year. So he's not he's not bad. I just don't think he can keep up with Lillard or Heald or Halliburton or Harrow. Yeah, exactly. I think I um, think I think it's going to be Lillard or Halliburton that wins. And I think my dark horse is healed. Really? Uh, so Lillard or Halliburton. Tyler Hero? Halliburton shooting forty from three right now. I yeah, but when you've got all these celebrities there just uh, peeking at you, he, he, maybe he gets rattled a little bit. So. Yeah, I'm true. going Dame Lillard or Tyler Hero with my sleeper being Buddy Heald. Um, I like the three point contest right now. I mean, the only I mean, you're really only missing Clay and Steph from that, and then and maybe Trey Young. Like those are the only three people you can really add to like spice it up and say you got the best shooters in the league. Right uh, now, that's <laughs> one of the things we were gonna you know bring up is like these competitions, like especially like the slam dunk contest. It's it's, it's fun, it's cool, but really they don't have the stars in it. Like KJ Martin, yeah, he's going to be fun, but Mac McClung, Trey Murphy. I'm, I'm interested to see what McClung could do. Really? I, I've, I've loved McClung ever since he was in high school. I've followed him for so long. Yeah, and didn't you have a nickname for him? No. No, I thought he had a nickname that was pronounced. I can't think of it. Uh, I was called, it was just Mac McClung, baby. Oh. Um, I mean, he might have had a nickname, but uh, uh, but I'm you know what the last time I, I just, there's just not enough there. there's just not enough stars in the slam dunk contest anymore to the point right. Where, and then especially since like the last time we had like a good dunk contest with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, a lot of like I'm wrong. They both put on a show, but a lot of people feel like they got the winner wrong, and I just either the the stars that should be in the dunk contest need to start showing up or they need to scrap it. Honestly. I, I agree. Um, there's no, there is no fucking reason that LeBron James has never participated in the slam dunk contest. I, I agree. No, well, he's turned it down every time. Um, because he was like the king well, of the two, dunk. In, two, younger. in 2010, he said that he was going to do it and then he didn't. Right. I, I think that was mostly because like, it was he was named the king of the dunks and everything, and then if he were to go out there and actually lose, it'd be worse for his brand and LeBron and all that stuff. So I think his his team talked to him out of it basically by saying you don't have to prove it by going in there and doing a, a dunk dunk contest. You'll just hurt. Oh your yeah, money. he does. I mean, like, he, I don't get me wrong. I think he could do well, but even if like 2010 LeBron was able to participate in that 2016 slam dunk contest that had Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. And I don't think LeBron would have been a shoe in the wind. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon showed the fuck out. Yes. Yes. I love <laughs> Zach Levine in it. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is the skills challenge will kick off the festivities. I like with the skills a challenge. three round uh, competition and consists of three teams. Um, the Rooks, Pablo, Jaden uh, and Jabari. Yeah, Paolo Bonchero. Yep, Jayden, I'm Jabari. excited for them. I, I mean, I love me some Jaden because he's for the Pistons. He's going through a rookie slump yep. right now. He's he needs he's playing. He needs to let the games once the game slows down for him. He'll be playing better. Oh yeah, um, and then the Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Walker Kessler, and then Colin Saxon. Walker's um, a rookie as well. Mm-hmm. And then the Anto Macumbos. Uh, Giannis, 
Danis, and Alex. I thought that was hilarious. That I think this is the second <laughs> yeah. or third time that they've all part like that. Giannis's family, the, the Antetokounmpo brothers, have done this, and I, love I think it, I, I I like the skills challenge. The skills challenge is fun. It's fun to see. Three point contest is always entertaining. Who knows? Maybe the slam dunk contest will be a little bit better than we think it is. The judges for the slam dunk contest is interesting, though. Who are the, the judges? Two are slam dunk contest winners, Harold Miner, Baby Jordan, and then Dominique Wilkins, who faced Jordan a lot in the dunk contest. And then we also have got a 13-year-old pregnant Carl Malone, and then we got Jamal Crawford and Lisa Leslie. Okay. And yes, I think Carl Malone should be in prison, but that's a different topic. That's um, a totally <laughs> different topic. Um, uh, for the slam dunk contest, I'm going KJ Martin. I think Kenya Martin Jr. is definitely going to win it as well. Yeah, he's he, he's I, he's something special. I've seen some of his – I think he will actually put on a good show. I don't know if anyone else is going to be able to compete with him. I think he actually kind of walks with it unless McClung – has something up his sleeve but I just the clung's only six two that's gonna hinder his ability and repertoire <clears throat> compared okay. to Martin who's six five. I yeah. Um so while we're talking about all stars and that, you know, they're gonna hand out awards. One thing we didn't touch on yet was the NFL awards uh this year. Um and whether or not they got them right or not. So um, do you want to take a quick second and break this down? Because I mean, obviously, Mahomes MVP. Did they get that right? Yeah, as so. much as yeah, they got it right. I, I like Mahomes. I don't like Mahomes. Catch me on whatever day you feel, but they got it right. He definitely was MVP. Um, offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. Yes, I think they got that right because I, I think he actually deserves some MVP recognition. Finally. <sighs> Defensive player of the year. The Bosa boy, Nick. I think, I think they got that right as well. I wanted to have been upset if they gave it to Micah Parsons or Hassan Reddick. I wanted to have been upset. All three of them were deserving. I was gonna I was gonna mention Hassan Reddick if you but, didn't, so well all all three of them could have had an argument. If it would have went to anyone else but those three, I would have had a problem with it, but I don't have a problem with it. Okay. And then, um Offensive rookie of the year before we get into the one that's I know you're going to have a problem with it. So offensive rookie Garrett Wilson, 83 catches, 1100 yards. Um, What do you what do you think? I don't mind it. Do I think I mean, if you're taking entire body of work, sure. Kenneth Walker needed some love, I think, just because I think running back is a harder position to play. Um Because a quarterback can make yes. a wide receiver look better than he is. I mean, think, I, I'm not, I'm not about, saying that an offensive line can't make a running back better than he is, but I think the significance, like the degree well then, better that a quarterback can make a wide receiver look is is further than what an offensive Oh, I agree. Is. So let's let's talk about that. But Kenneth I, Walker had Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. We'll talk about that in a second. Whereas Garrett Wilson had Zach Wilson – um, I can see it's with Mike White, and, and there's a third. Um, Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco, yeah, the old guy. He had them <laughs> throwing to him. 
Like, I think he's even more deserving of it because he put up 1,100 yards with that but this throw is, into him. Uh, this is the reason why I don't think he should have won it. Mm. If you want to go, if you if you want to break it down, all right? Here we go. Break so it down, no belly daddy. It. Where is it at? So, Garrett, 15th in receiving yards, and he played 17 games. And he had, on per-game basis, Chris Olave beat him across the board, and he missed two games and still finished with literally 50 yards less than him, and that's it. Wow. And Chris Olave also had three QBs throwing to him throughout the season. Andy Dalton, Jameis mm-hmm. Winston, and what's his nuts? Uh, tight end Taysom Taysom Hill. Hill. Yeah, so on a team that with Kamara out for most of the season, Olave was literally the only threat on the offense for half the season. They knew the ball was coming to him, and they could do nothing about it. I think Olave literally probably should have won the offensive rookie of the year. I'm not mad that Wilson won it, but I think Olave deserved it more. I think he was better than Wilson, and he was on a per-game basis. And the stats back it up. Per yard, yards per game, Wilson, 64.9. Olave, 69.5. Average yards per catch, Wilson, 13.3. Olave, 14.5. Wilson only had nine more catches than him in two, plus game, in two more games while also having almost 30 more targets. And they had the same amount of touchdowns. So, I'm sorry, but there's not literally... And Olave had two fumbles, two fumbles lost, and Wilson had one fumble, one fumble lost. Yards after catch, 384 for Wilson. After catch, 210 for Olave. But on a per-game basis, Olave was better. So, if he plays those two games... His 69.5-yard average, just doing math, you know, that's 140 more yards. That puts him 140 – like, that puts it at almost 1,200 yards. That puts him 100 yards more than Wilson and probably another touchdown. Um, So you've got a point here. Garrett Wilson had 147 targets. Olave only 119. Um, Both scored – four touchdowns. Um, so with that big, I mean, we're talking 38 target difference. Um, and he's pulling them down at like 60 plus percent. So 30 more uh, targets equals our 38 more targets uh, at 60% catch rate. You're talking uh, an extra 20 catches, which puts them over on receptions, which puts them over on yardage uh, with this average of 14 yards per catch. So, yeah, you know what? You, you've got a great point here. I was say Wilson, uh, 56.46 for his catch percentage. Wilson, 60.5. Or for Olave, 60.5. So he's better efficiency-wise, too. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got a, you've got a good point there. So I, I'll accept that argument. Um, 
Now that one I didn't think would be such a you know a back and forth because there's one I know this one um, would definitely upset you. Uh, Geno Smith winning rookie or uh, comeback player of the year. I know that's upsetting, Travis, but you have to get over it. Nah, it's a definitely <laughs> defensive rookie of the year, uh, Sauce Gardner. So, Travis, go ahead, go on your rant and tell us why. Sauce was, Sauce was great, but rookie Aiden Hutchinson. Great? It, no, he should have been second. Aiden Hutchinson should have won. He led all rookies in sacks. He, oh man. Let's let's go. Let's go to stacks. Let's yeah. Let's bring up these because I know you're itching for it. Let's see. Aiden finished tied for twentieth overall in the league in sacks, but he also had more interceptions than Sauce. And don't get me wrong, like Sauce's grades when defending somebody was good, but. I don't, I don't, I just don't understand why cornerbacks get credit when they don't get the ball thrown their way. They're not asked to make a play. They're, yes, they're hinder, like people can just say, oh, well, there people didn't throw their way because of their reputation and, or they actually didn't let their guy get open. That's not always the case. The reputation, sure, but that you don't, that reputation doesn't necessarily equal, equate performance on the field, play in, play out. And if you watch the tape, Aiden Hutchinson easily could have had 15 sacks this year. Um, he was he was good, and I just think cornerbacks get too much credit for not having to make a play when the ball doesn't go their way. And like, yeah, people were quick to can probably be quick to say that people didn't throw his way because he didn't let the receiver get open, but that's not always the case. There's, you know, at times three to four other wide receivers on the field at once, plus a tight end and the running backs catching out of the backfield. So the play that's in question, the wide receiver that sauce is guarding probably might not even be the number one option on that route tree that's being ran right now. And then two, what if pressure's getting in onto the quarterback that changes the entire dynamic of the play? Like those are things that are out of sauce's control and he's getting credit for that. And that's not okay. And that's not saying just for sauce. I'm saying that for every corner in the league. And I have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. I like, I'm not saying that he's not great and that's not warranted, but like theoretical relevance shouldn't be worth more than actual statistics. You know what I mean? I can agree to that. Um, I think Adrian Hudson was gypped. Um, I mean, didn't he have – he almost he, had 10 he won, sacks. he won the fan he vote. He, he won the – yeah, he had nine and a half. He won the, the Pepsi fan vote for the rookie defensive rookie of the year. But wow. By a landslide. Still didn't get it. That's – Yeah. That's upsetting. Now, you know who else I, I kind of – Wanted to be closer, but didn't really get the chance. Brock Purdy. Uh, <laughs> uh, not for defensive. Uh, Tyreek <laughs> Woolen. Um, yeah. Or Tariq Seattle. Woolen. He was pretty yeah. good. He was he was every bit as good as Sauce. Um, so if, I, if not but, better, because he I think he actually faced more passes this way than Sauce did, and he still put up those numbers. 
It was good. Uh, now, what do you think about Coach of the Year being Brian Dable for the Jets, bringing them to nine and seven from a four and thirteen season? You, you mean the Giants? Yeah, I said Jets. My bad. With the I mean, Giants, I don't mind it. I don't mind who won Coach of the Year, but the one thing I had an a problem with for coach of the year was the fact that Dan Campbell wasn't even a finalist. That's bullshit. That's exactly what I was going to get to is if he didn't uh, win it fine, because yes, you know, the giants made it to the super bowl or not to this, made it, made the playoffs after an abysmal year and what turned out to be one of the toughest divisions in football out of nowhere. And then, you know, the Eagles represent their, the team in their division represented the, the, the NFC in the super bowl. And then they had another team win 12 games and, in the Cowboys, but like that's, so that's good. Especially with Danny dimes at QB and your best wide receiver, having about as many yards on the season as I did Kenny Galladay. But um, (laughs) so like that, that's, that's, that's fine. The ball winning. I'm not upset that Campbell didn't win, but he should have been a finalist. That's bullshit. He should have to fairly spent a finalist. It should like the finalist should have been Deval Peterson and Campbell. Like don't like, how do you put Nick Sirianni from the Eagles as a finalist when every single Their person roster was great? There's not a single like they should have been that good. Everyone knows they were going to be good. Like I've I said they were going to be the number one seed in the NFC before the season even fucking started. That's how good they were on paper. That's not impressive. Yeah, you did say they were going to be the number one seed. Um, the only thing I want to bring up is uh, after that is the FedEx air and ground players, Joe Burrow. And Josh Jacobs, but mostly on the Josh Jacobs contract year, he got himself a bag, 1,600 yards, 1,653. Like, he earned himself a nice little payday. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think he shut you up because you were like, Josh yeah. Jacobs? Josh yep. Jacobs. I was not a fan of him <laughs> at all. He uh, He showed out. And I think it's because he knows that he didn't want to play in Vegas after this year. Right. I was going to say, he knows he's a free agent. He's gone. Now, my question is, does he crack 1,100 yards next year? Yes. 100%. Now, I might take you up on that bet. I might say the under on 1,100 yards. Because I see him come, he earned himself a paycheck. He's going to go cash in, get a huge sign-on bonus, and know that he's out of the NFL in three years. He, I think he he'll take more care of his body and not care, and um, isn't going to do it unless it's for a Super Bowl. If he goes somewhere that is a Super Bowl contender, then he might fight for it. But I don't see that happening. I just. I guess he's always rubbed me the wrong way since coming out of Alabama because he wasn't even the workhorse in Alabama. Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. So, but any other short little notes you want to bring up about any of these stats? Let people hear your side. <sighs> All righty, and I go ahead and end this. So go ahead and screw yourself, Travis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we do have our LinkedIn uh or Linktree. Linktree. Yeah, I said LinkedIn. Go ahead and find us on our professional job sites. <laughs> Go professional continues to laugh. <laughs> um, Go ahead and send us out with the, the normal and the TikTok. And Facebook and YouTube. We're out. We got shorts, baby. <laughs>